You're listening to the Sourced Property Podcast with Stephen Moss and Chris Kirkwood. Hello and welcome to another Sourced Property Podcast. Again this week, I am with producer M. My name is Chris Kirkwood and this is Emma. Hi everyone. So it's that time of year again when everybody talks about goals, but the way that we operate We sorted goals out a few weeks ago. If you haven't listened to that podcast, then please go to our history, look up the goal setting podcast, and it gives you the the way, the structure you should use when you're setting goals. And that way, if you follow that structure, it's the best way for you to stay connected to that end result and feel motivated all the way through the process. Now, Emma, do you set goals? Yes, I do. I do set goals. I set personal goals and goals in work. Yeah, of course, all the time. And do you use the format that we talked about in the previous podcast? Yes, I do. Jolly good. <laughs> so how have your goals gone this year? Really good, actually. I joined Sourced in March and one of my goals was to get a new job. So that happened. <laughs> so your goal to get a new job happened before you joined Sourced, yeah? You haven't joined Sourced and then you had a goal to get a new job. No, no, Just yeah. to clarify that timeline. This line. was before I joined Sourced. Okay, good. And then I also wanted to get a new car this year and I achieved that goal so I got a new car a couple of months ago also I have been very healthy this year Uh, so normally January everyone wants to get fit and healthy don't they Um, and this year I have carried it out throughout the year you mean 2018 yeah so 2018 sorry I have smashed it I've been to the gym every week and that's never happened before in my life normally starts to flake off in March like everybody else but I've stuck at it this year even on my holiday to Vegas I went to the gym (laughs) so like I just said to you when we were talking about what we're going to do in this podcast what does that mean for next year if you go to the gym if you set the same goal to just go to the gym every every week yeah and have similar goals in work no next week next next week next year is about setting the bar higher isn't it exactly To carry on that growth, you need to go even higher, achieve even more next year. And because you've done so well this year, you've probably identified lots of ways that you could have done even better. So you probably know how to achieve even more next year already. Yeah, so you're going to have peaks and troughs. And like sometimes if, for example, when I've eaten slightly less healthier, it's just about knowing when... It's about knowing when to stop it, isn't it? It's well, about it's about knowing, knowing when, you, when you're when you kind of... It's not allowing. This is a phrase that uh, the people at my wife's gym use. Not letting a bad meal become a bad day. Not letting a bad yeah. day become a bad week. Not letting a bad week become a bad month. Yeah, but it's it's about knowing when are your bad times. Like when you can gain back control. It's about knowing that you've always got that control. Now, you might yeah. relinquish that control for a little while and go absolutely mental on chocolate however it's about knowing that you can get it back at any time yeah because you've got that confidence that you can get it back now when we're setting long-term goals though you need to remember for next year the purpose of setting the goals yearly is to uh, the first goal that you set should be at the end of next year and that should be a goal that right now you don't know how you're going to achieve it because you need to push yourself if you just work incrementally that you know well if i do this then at the end of January, I'll have that. And if I carry on doing that, at the end of February, I'm going to do that. And then carry on going, you'll set stepped goals. And that isn't going to push you because you can achieve a lot more than that. So you set a big, big goal for the end of the year and then you do whatever is necessary in order to get there. Now, I thought it would be a really good idea to 
talk about ways to help you achieve your goals. So if you go back to the previous podcast, you'll know how to set the goals. However, there are things that are going to hold you back from achieving those goals. And in your opinion, Emma, what do you think is the most common thing that holds people back from achieving their goals? It's definitely your kind of self-talk, your mindset. It's all about them, right? The only person that can stop you achieving your goals, if you set your goals correctly, and we're talking about ecological goals, again, go back to the previous podcast. But yeah, you're right. Absolutely right. People will get in their own way. Nothing else should be able to get in your way of achieving your goals. So when it comes to self-talk and when it comes to limiting uh, beliefs and the thoughts that you have, I thought it'd be a good idea to give you five techniques to overcome limiting beliefs. So limiting beliefs might be something like, I'm going to ask you for a limiting belief in a second, so give that some thought. Limiting belief might be something like, uh, I'm not very good at talking to new people or talking to people that I've never met before. Can Mm -hmm. you think of a limiting belief? I'm not going to be able to get those abs that (laughs) that I've always wanted. It's a good one. I thought you were going to say something about chips and gravy, but you know, well well done for making it about something else. Well, chips and gravy get in the way of the abs, so... (laughs) Very true. Now, these are five techniques. It starts off with a very simple technique, but it's something that very few people do. That's why it starts off. I start off with number one. So technique number one is just reasoning. So if you've got a limiting belief that you can't do something, for example, the first thing that you need to do is think of contradictory evidence that you know of that makes that belief untrue. Now, it could be, has somebody else achieved that? Because if somebody else has achieved it, the chances are that you'll be able to achieve it too. Be able to achieve it too. (laughs) The second technique that we're going to talk about is acting as if. Now, have you heard about the phrase acting as if? Do you know what that means? No. Okay. A lot of people use this and it's banded around on social media quite a lot. I've seen it. Acting as if, which is to some people, it means living the lifestyle, oh, okay. living a big lifestyle that's beyond your means. Act because as if you're, you're be- already there. Exactly. Now, I think that's taken too far in a lot of examples. However, the way that I apply it is you're acting as if you are already that person. So it's got nothing to do with what you buy what car you drive, that kind of acting as if, you know, because you might live in a really small house, but you've got a big car because, you know, you go to business meetings in the car. So you're acting as if you're So I could act beyond as your if means. I've got them abs and get my flabby belly out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose you could, yeah. <laughs> However, the way that I mean it isn't quite the same as that. <laughs> what I mean okay. by acting as if is thinking who you're going to be in five years' time. So you've just made a big plan for 12 months. Carry that on to be five years down the line. Acting as if is about behaving like that person you will be in five years time. Now, if you think that you're gonna set a goal for 12 months that is way, way bigger than you think you can achieve now, imagine what the five-year goal is gonna be. It's gonna be absolutely huge. Now, when you then apply yourself to that situation, who am I gonna have to be in five years to have all of this stuff going on that I have earned? You put yourself into the place of that person. What kind of decisions am I going to be making? What's going to be driving my decisions? What kind of decisions and what will I be responsible for? And when you think about all those things, you then apply that to your current situation because the little self-doubt, the limiting beliefs that you have today will seem so insignificant to that person in five years time. And it's really powerful using this technique because you're putting yourself in your position in five years time. It's not as if you're trying to empathize with Alan Sugar or uh, somebody else, somebody that you idolize, because it's much harder for you to see through their eyes. Mm -hmm. Doing this means that you're seeing through your own eyes in five years time. 
Makes sense? Yeah. Do you think you can do that? Yeah. Okay. I won't get the belly out. <laughs> Nobody knows it's podcasts. <laughs> Technique number three is, is all about perspective. Now, where will you be in five years? Again, I, I do like a five-year example. But where will you be in five years' time if you allow this limiting belief to hold you back? So you just compare two situations. Imagine yourself now. Imagine yourself in five years. The first time you imagine yourself in five years, it's with that limiting belief still in place. So the chances are you haven't really progressed that much. And then you come back to where you are. And then you go ahead five years again, but without that limiting belief. So that hasn't held you back in any way. And you've been able to grow your business, grow yourself in the way that you want to. And where are you? And then you compare those two yous in five years time. Mm -hmm. And that gives you real perspective as to how much that belief is holding you back. Make sense? Yeah. Number four, leading with behavior. So a lot of people think that how you feel determines how you behave. So I don't feel, I don't feel great. I'm just going to, I'm just going to lie down or I'm feeling a little bit tired. So I'm going to lie down. Now, all that does is that backs up how you're feeling. It doesn't change how you're feeling. The truth is how you behave determines how you feel. So if you're feeling a little bit tired and you lie down, your behavior is that of somebody that is tired, so it's not going to change. If you say, I feel a little bit tired, so I'm gonna go for a run, when you get back from that run, how do you feel? You should know, you've been to the gym every day, every uh, week this year. So if I've been for a run, how so do I you, feel? So if you're feeling tired, and then you go for a run anyway. Oh, okay, well then, you kind of feel more energized, don't you? That's exactly right. So therefore, how you've behaved has determined how you felt. Yeah. Because you felt more energized after you've done it. So if you take that, as the way to do it no matter how you're feeling about something if you lead with your behavior that's going to determine how you feel yeah for example a lot of people that get into property are intimidated about going to talk to agents however the ones that go and do talk to agents when they come out from that conversation they feel a lot more comfortable about then going into the next agent and talking to them instead of feeling anxious about talking to agents and letting that anxiety determine the decision they've led with their behavior they've walked in there and they've had that conversation and that's made them feel a lot more comfortable and able to progress yeah makes sense it's about pushing your comfort zones isn't it the comfort zone is exactly right so what you need to do is you need to get used to being out of your comfort zone because the more out of your comfort zone you are and the more regularly the more you become used to it and the more your comfort zone grows And then the last one we're going to talk about, this is technique number five, it's called reframing. You've heard about reframing? Have you heard that word? Yeah. So that's all about changing the internal representation of what's happened. So there's an external stimulus, something Mm -hmm. that's happened, and then you change the meaning. So for example, if you make 10 offers to estate agents and none of them accept, you could use that and see that as you failed completely because you've got zero success. Does that make sense? Because you made 10 offers and you haven't got any. Ah. However, <laughs> what you could do is Sense the you could reframe that into I've got to make 10 offers a week mm-hmm. and that's my version of a success. So you've reframed your, your definition of success. Yeah. So instead of having an offer accepted, which is what you might have seen beforehand, if your definition of success is to make the 10 offers, whether they're accepted or not, yeah. then that's your definition of success. Now... You do need to look at your results that you're getting from that to determine whether you're offering too low or too high. Does that make sense? Yeah. So 
any of them stick out for you as something that you want to um, want to use for your goals? I already do the perspective. I kind of set myself goals years ahead. I'd like to think as well that I act as if sometimes too. To be honest, I think I touch on quite a few of them, if not all of them, in different in different lights. I wouldn't be surprised because you know what it all starts with. All of them are determined by how self-aware you are. Yeah. And we've had a few conversations about this kind of thing before, and you are obviously very self-aware. Some people don't have that. It's more of an um, effort for them to look at the way that they make decisions. Yeah. Now, we could go into patterns of behaviour and how people make decisions, because a lot of the decisions and a lot of the patterns of behaviour that you have, you might have actually developed when you were four or five years old. Yeah. And you've just carried them with you through your life, because they've gone into your... Uh, unconscious mind and that's just the way that you react to a certain situation yeah so you need that level of self-awareness in order to know that there's a change that you can make Mm. so i wouldn't be surprised because you're obviously very good at this kind of thing thanks chris i could see that you were were expecting me to take the mickey out of you there but (laughs) no i think as well because i've had some mindset training before i think some of that has come from the training uh, and some of it, yeah, does, I think, come naturally to me. But, yeah, I can see why some people need to work on it. So, we hope this helps. Like always, we've got an email address. What is it, Emma? It's info at sourced.co. So, if you've got any questions about anything that we've talked about, feel free to send us an email. We'll be happy to get back to you. Anything else you want to say before we head off? Cheerio and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Sourced Property Podcast. Visit sourced.co for free training videos and blogs. 